You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. Today, we're going to take a look at the proposed Presidential Election Reform Act. The whole point of this bill is to get rid of any ambiguity in the laws that could have been used in 2020 and 2021 by Trump-sympathetic state legislatures and members of Congress, allowing him to win the presidency, specifically in the face of voter fraud allegations. H.R. 8873 passed the House of Representatives in September and awaits consideration by the Senate. Under the Constitution, the president is not directly elected by the citizens. Instead, they are chosen by a group of electors known as the Electoral College, the number of whom corresponds to the number of representatives and senators each state has in Congress. That's why on election night, 270 is a key number. That's a majority of the Electoral College electors. So when you're thinking you're voting for President Biden and Vice President Harris, you're actually voting for a slate of 16 electors for the state of Michigan nominated by the Democrat Party. The same goes for Republicans voting for President Trump in 2020 and every prior election. So the Electoral College, per the Constitution, meets in their own states under current law in December. They record their votes, certify them, and send them to Congress. The 12th Amendment of the Constitution reads, in part, quote, The President of the Senate, which is the Vice President, quote, Shall in the presence of the Senate and House of Representatives open all the certificates, and votes shall then be counted. The person having the greatest number of votes for President shall be the President if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed. Traditionally, there has been allowed under the Electoral Count Act of 1887 objections to electors. Further, on January 6, 2021, some of President Trump's allies and the president himself argued that in addition to members of Congress being able to object, Vice President Pence had the power to make some very important judgments. As the person receiving the votes, President Trump's advisee John Eastman wrote in a memo that Pence could, quote, announced that because of ongoing disputes in seven states, there are no electors that can be deemed validly appointed in those states. This finding would have led to the exclusion of 81 Biden electors in the seven states, the allegations of fraudulent activities, and could have ended up with President Trump as the president. Well, that proposition has, understandably, been hotly contested, to say the least. Many read the 12th Amendment and note that it just says the vice president opens and counts. The Presidential Election Reform Act would do several things to clarify this process. First, and most importantly, it would clarify that the vice president only has the power to count votes, not to exclude any. For members of Congress, it would allow only five types of objections. First, if a state voting was not a state at the time of the election. Two, if the state submitted more votes than is constitutionally allowed. Three, if the state's electors are ineligible to vote. Four, the candidate for president or vice president voted for by the electors is ineligible to serve based on the Constitution, or five, if the state's electors violated the process in the 12th Amendment. Other things the bill does, it forbids states from taking back their electors after Election Day, because the Constitution gives the state legislatures the power to select electors, though all states have delegated that to the people so that our popular vote counts for which electors are chosen. Theoretically, the state legislatures could pass a law to change the method of selecting electors for the Electoral College after they see the results of the popular vote and then adjust in their favor. Under this bill, they wouldn't be allowed to do that. Next, it would prohibit state election officials who refuse to certify a presidential election and require the governor to submit a certificate of the accurate count for the state, which will be conclusive lest both the Republican and Democrat state electors try to transmit their votes to Congress. 
And one of the more controversial portions is in regards to catastrophic events. If a panel of three federal judges finds that there has been a catastrophic event preventing people in the state from voting or destroying their ballots, rendering them unreadable, the court would extend the voting period another five days. Representative Rodney Davis, a Republican from Illinois, is critical of the final product. Look, there are many pieces of this bill, Mr. Rushenthaler, that I think can be very bipartisan. Raising the threshold and clarifying the vice president's role, they're bipartisan ideas. Just introduce a bill that does that. These provisions, I believe, in the end, if implemented into law, would lead to a more faithless electorate that will allow litigation and the questions to overwhelm what many in this country just want to be Election Day. Massachusetts Democrat Representative Jim McGovern supports the bill. These are common sense reforms that will preserve the rule of law for all presidential elections moving forward. They merit broad support. Time is running out before the next presidential election, and we must take urgent action now to shore up the tenets of our election system and defend democracy. That's all we have time for today. You've been listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.